It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. <laughs> A little thing I like to call puberty. <laughs> Rock keeps getting distracted by his own arm muscles. <laughs> An entire chuckle bus full of monkeys. I create life. <laughs> we've been away for a week. At least tell us why we've been away for a week. I was in Russia. I was in Siberia for a field course. And we're recording late because I was just introducing Shannon to something I learned from the field course. Something I learned from an Arctic science field course in Siberia. Do you want to describe the practice, Shannon? Yeah. Um, so we, I think normally this would be done with a shot glass, but we don't actually have shot glasses in our flat. You poured about a shot of vodka into a glass, and yeah. then some beer over top of it, and then you swirl the glass around and slam it on the table three times, and then shoot the resulting foam. Yes. Um, it all turns into foam, and it goes straight up your mouth into your brain. Mm-hmm. Through the brain throat. <laughs> that I didn't realize existed until I was in Russia, and we were doing this. Most evenings. <laughs> uh, so that's the energy that we've brought to the podcast today. We only did one shot. I'm, I'm, I'm. I didn't want to 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 redo what happened to me on the trip, so I'm I'm keeping it. Yeah, keeping it low key. Yeah. Just as drinking Just... an alcoholic ginger beer. <laughs> Just one shot and some ginger beer to talk about. Jumanji. Jumanji for another double danger, double different day. <laughs> Because that's what we're calling them. I don't know if that's a thing, but the first time I said it, I think for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, yeah. the words just appeared in my mind. Yeah. As, as floating, shimmering objects, and I grabbed them, and I spoke them, and it's perfect. It is. A double danger, double dip and dip. And it's part of our brand now. Yes, it also sounds like a very good name for a roller coaster. I was thinking an ice cream. Hmm, they're very different people. <laughs> Like if you you dipped a, a cone in, in like chocolate and also caramel. Is that double dangerous and double Oh you're I'm dipping lacto- a double dip. That- it's a double dip and I'm lactose intolerant, so it's okay. double dangerous. And it's a double dip. Yeah. And you may be doing it because I dared you. Yeah. The, I'm imagining a roller coaster with two dips. <laughs> and it's very dangerous. Um some kids died on it last year. And they've just reopened it, and it's opening day, and it's made of wood, and I've been dared to go on it, and I'm like, YOLO, do it for the vine. We're very different people. (laughs) We watched Jumanji, the 1996 originale version. And the newer, what year was that? 2018? Yeah, maybe. Um, The more recent one starring The Rock. There is a Jumanji... New version number two, which came out, I think, it's in the in the cinemas still, but we haven't, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't see that. There's also we didn't a, do a triple danger, triple dip and dare. There's also a Jumanji spinoff or yeah, some kind of TV kind, show. There's a TV show. There's a movie called Zathura that's like sci-fi Jumanji. Mm. I don't know if it's meant to be part of the Jumanji series or is just a similar concept. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't watch that either. No, we have very busy schedules. Yeah, we didn't consume the entire Jumanji canon. But I feel like I'm tempted to, you know? I came into these two movies with an incredibly open mind because I'd seen neither of them. I think I'd just watched the TV show. Mm-hmm. So I knew what it was. I knew it was a game that either sucked you into the jungle or brought jungle stuff out into the real world. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't know anything of the quality of the two movies, so this was an interesting experience for me. I hadn't seen the the newer one, um, but I had seen the 1996 one only once, though, because as I recall, about ten minutes into our watching of it, it scared the shit out of me as a kid. <laughs> and you were also throughout like, I don't remember this. I don't know really even what I recalled from the movie. I know I've seen it. I remembered that there were monkeys and Robin Williams, and that's kind of it. What interested me, without going into too much detail at this stage, is that I thought that movie 
number two, the new one, would just be a complete out-and-out -out remake of the first one, but they're actually happening in the same universe. And the second one, canonically and chronologically, follows the first one. Directly. Directly. Yeah, the, the final shot of the first one, because we watched these back-to-back, is the first shot of the new one. Yeah. So that was exciting and fun and cool. Yeah, it and was. Totally radical and wicked. Because <laughs> it wasn't, I think, I, I had it in my head that this was a remake, but it is actually just a sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shannon, what were you doing in 1996? I was one. Yep. Um, I was... I was uh, gaining object permanence. Nice. Which is good. Um, I had a, a feud going with a stuffed bear. Oh no. There's lots of good video footage of me punching it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's Sounds like what, a good year. What were you up to in 1996? I was two, so I was twice your age, twice as wise, twice as cool, and twice as sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I believe I had a tooth. <laughs> Maybe tooth? I don't know. What do two-year-olds do? I was, like, shitting. They begin to walk sometimes. I was probably beginning to walk. Mm -hmm. My first word... I don't know if that was before... must have been before I was two. My first word was biscuit. My first word was bird. Oh. Mm. We've both got unconventional. People usually say dada. Yeah. None of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no daddy for me. <laughs> Only biscuit, please. <laughs> Yours has multiple syllables. That's impressive. I, I said bicket, but I knew in my heart that I wanted a biscuit. Yeah. And my parents were like, yeah, sure. I don't know what I wanted with a bird. You wanted to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't we didn't catch this movie at the time, unfortunately, um, because we were both drooling and shitting. <laughs> Myself with a bit more finesse than Shannon, yeah, because I was twice her age, yeah, but still, still, we weren't at our best in 1996. Yeah, we've had qu quite the glow up from then. <laughs> <laughs> a little thing I like to call puberty. <laughs> uh, but I did watch this movie at some point during my childhood. I think I was quite young because I really didn't remember much of what mm. happened. The premise of both movies um, basically revolves around the game Jumanji, um, which is an evil game. Uh, yeah, an yeah. evil game um, about completing various quests or just progressing basically through the game um, until you reach the end point where you can yell Jumanji and your nightmare terror horrible experience of playing Jumanji will finally be over. Yeah. Um, so once you're, like, committed to playing the game, you're kind of stuck with that. Um, yeah, you can't stop playing or none of the things the game generates. In the first... In the first movie, the, the game generates things. Like, a, mm. a f there's a whole bunch of bats that chase uh, a girl. What's the collective noun for bats? A bother. A bother of bats. No, I don't know what it is. A business of bats. A business of bats. I'm gonna Google this. A broom full of ashes on the 45. <laughs> <laughs> colony. A colony of bats. Or a cloud of bats. Well, I like a cloud. Cloud is nice. It's it, Yeah, I like cloud. So the, the game generates a cloud of bats. Um, and, oh no, I have to look at the collective noun for monkeys now, too. Or some some amount of monkeys. A chuckle bus. <laughs> it, I'm right. You don't even need to Google it. It's a chuckle bus of monkeys. It's either a troop, a barrel, a cartload, or a tribe. That's not what I was taught. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I think we're gonna go with a chuckle bus of monkeys. An entire chuckle bus full of monkeys and a cloud of bats. Yeah. Yeah. Were generated by the game, but like IRL, like actual real life animals. The um, game creates life. And it can take it away. <laughs> oh no! Did we just quote Jupiter Ascending? I'm always quoting Jupiter Ascending. I create life and destroy it. And destroy it. 
<laughs> uh, Wait, which half of that line is shouted? I don't know. Let's see, how does it work? Okay, the line is, I create life and destroy it. Let's try it the, the choir way. That's, I create life and destroy it. I create life and destroy it. I think it's that one. I think it's that one, I think yeah. we've got it at the nail on the head. We should do Jupiter Ascending one day. Yeah, we should. It's not really a kid's movie, but it's shitty. Yeah. And partly filmed in my hometown. I think we should do Jupiter Ascending. I think we should. <laughs> and I think we should do shots while we do Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> shots throughout. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that's the premise of Jumanji. It's, a, it's a, an evil game. Who made the game, we will never know. We don't find out. But I guess it doesn't matter. Um, um, yeah, in the opening shots of the first one, you see two people trying to... Dist- um, they bury the game in the sand. And then the, the kid at the beginning finds it. At the end of the first movie, the game gets tossed in a river and then like washes yeah. back up on a beach. Like it, it's, it's hard to get rid of. Yes. So I guess we should fire through the first movie quite quickly just for some context. Mm-hmm. Because we need the context of the first movie to talk about the second movie. Yeah. Which, spoiler alert, we might be more interested to talk about. Yeah. Than the, first one. <laughs> uh, the first one takes place there. There's a time jump. There's a time jump in both of them, but. Mm-hmm. Starts in 1969. There's a little boy named Alan who's being bullied. And for good reason. <laughs> he tucks his shirt into his pants. Um, He's also a scab. What? He's not really a scab, but he doesn't care about... Okay, this kid, his dad is the owner of Paris Shoes, and this is the main business keeping the town afloat. And he's got this friend called Carl? Colin? Carl? I think we're Mark. <laughs> he's got this friend called Colin Mark. Carlson. And he... And he works at the shoe factory, and he's been making these cool sneakers, which he thinks were go- are going to revolutionise the shoe industry. And they are sick sneakers. He he is he's on he's on the money there. Um, and he's about to show the boss man. The boss man comes in, and because Carl. Mark has been showing <laughs> Alan the shoes, he's left it on a conveyor belt. The shoes go through the conveyor belt and get like ripped up destroying the machinery and then the dad fires Colin and <laughs> it's Carl it's Carl it's Carl I looked it up you're right the first time Colin um <laughs> and um Seth <laughs> and then fires Bob because uh, no he fires Carl and there's an opportunity for Alan to say that was my fault it was my fault it was on the conveyor belt, but he doesn't. And then he goes back to being bullied, and I'm like, well, you get what you get in this world. Yep. He runs to escape the bullies in a construction site, because the 60s were a different time, <laughs> um, and finds in one of the... They're digging out the foundations. Um, and at this point in the film... <laughs> what did you say, Elise? As he's walking up to the, the wall of dirt. I said... While looking at some quite nice bedding in the soil and in the rock beneath the soil. Oof, that's some nice stratigraphy. And then you laughed at me and then I said, I said what I said. And it's a day later and I said what I said. There's some nice stratigraphy in 1996 Jumanji. Yeah, it's really nice. The thing about sedimentology Mm. is that it seems very dry. (laughs) Because it often is. Because the water is gone. (laughs) But you can tell an awful lot about past environments by looking at a rock face. Especially if there's been no, like, structural change to the rock. You can see the direction of sand dunes, you can see um, the direction of currents in the water, and from that you can tell the direction of the wind, the speed of the wind, the direction of the water, the speed of the water. You can tell if the rocks are the right way up because the roots are pointing down. You can tell if there's been cryoturbation, which is when animals dig through the soil and the rock. Um, and from that you can piece together all sorts about the environment because the present is the key to the past. You know, I told someone our podcast wasn't educational, but I think I have to take that back. Who did you tell that to? My father. (laughs) He wanted to know what we were up to today. He could learn a thing or two (laughs) from this here podcast. Yeah. Does he like rocks? I think he could be persuaded to like rocks. Well, the movie took great care 
in designing some very lovely stratigraphy. And I don't care if that makes me seem like a dog. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> or I'm quitting this podcast. <laughs> I'm starting another one. It's just called Gerst. <laughs> How dare you. What do we find in the stratigraphy? It's Jumanji. <laughs> It's attached you to did, did you know that you can tell in the stratigraphy of a rock when people last played a cursed board game? Yeah, now this is a thing that bothers me. It seems to be in the sandstone part and not in the mud part. So mm. what, people just like thousands of years ago buried it in the sand? I don't think so. No. Unless they bored down and placed it in there. They took care on the design, but they didn't think much about... Um, where the game was. They didn't think much about deep time in mm. this movie, but I'll let it slide. There's lots of things they didn't think much about in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, he pulls the game out and runs back home. There's a bit of a debacle with his parents where they're they're going to send him to... Is it military school again? Are we <laughs> back at military school? No. It's just a fancy boarding school oh. with a with a boarding house named after the family, and the kid says, "I'm gonna get made fun of for being a rich billionaire again. My life is so hard." Boohoo! Sorry, I care about this. Yeah, I meant to care about this kid. Yeah, he's upset because he's gonna be picked on. Yeah, he's really hard to care about. <laughs> um, and I think all of the characters in this movie are are hard to care about because not a single person has a line of dialogue that sounds like a human person thought of it. No. It's it's bizarre. I was not really expecting that from the movie. Like, this is considered a classic, right? I think so. No one behaves like a person. No, all the lines... It, 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 it seems like it's been written once and not edited. Yeah. The, the, and it's been written by a machine, like an algorithm. Yeah, the dialogue is super perfunctory, like we're just delivering plot, this is the information that you need right now, and we're going to deliver it in a very stilted and clunky way. No, Dad, I do not want to go to the school. The kids will make fun of me for being rich. Son, you need to learn to be a man. I hate you, Dad and Mum. <laughs> Honey, let's go into the car. Darling, I forgot my scarf. I forgot my speech notes. Is he going to be upset? Oh, well... End of scene. That's like the scene, yeah. right? Yeah, that's the scene. It's it makes it really hard to get invested in any of the characters because they none of them feel like they have any emotions or with the exception of perhaps Carl. Yeah, the man I, with the shoes. I love Colin. Yeah. I don't know if I know any other characters' names other than Alan's because they say Alan's name quite a lot. Yeah, but. Like, I had to look up Carl, and I don't know the names of any of the rest of the people. It's gonna... It'll come to me, but... Honestly, like, when it gets to the meat of this movie, it's not gonna even fucking matter. Yeah. Like, this is the only important bit, really. So, um, the kid is left at home while his parents go to a big, I don't know, stakeholder meeting or whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and he is taking out his Jumanji game that he found in a construction site, and his friend... Sally. Sarah. Oh no, which is it? It doesn't matter, really. Yeah. Susan. The comes to that <laughs> house. L. Woods! L. Woods. Yeah, this girl played L. Woods in the Legally Blonde Broadway musical. Sarah. It's Sarah. L. Woods arrives at the house and um, brings back the kid's bike that the bullies stole and then sort of like in a very prickly way gets invited in to play the game. And rolls the dice, and then they're stuck. Yeah. So, they, they, they're stuck playing their game, they've committed to it now. They only go one round. Um, like, the, the first thing that happens is the bats, um, that I mentioned earlier. The cloud of bats. Yeah. And the second thing that happens is Alan rolls the dice, and he gets, uh, there's like a little circle at the center of the game where, where words appear that tell you what's happening instead of like drawing cards or something. Yeah. Um, and it says, in the jungle you will wait until the dice read five or eight. 
And he gets sucked into the game. In a horrible CGI hell sweep. Yeah. And Sarah, quite rightly, freaks the fuck out. And all these bats come and chase her out of the house. Yeah. And then... Well, the movie cuts forward, but like, what actually happens in real time here is Sarah does tell the police yeah. that she's seen all these crazy big bats. Yeah. They don't believe her. And then she has a traumatic time of being sent to therapy and grows into an adult believing she might be crazy. Yeah. Um, because she says she knows what happened to Alan, that he got sucked into this board game. Um, and for whatever reason, the town believes something different about Alan's fate. That comes up a lot. Yeah. Frequently throughout the movie when Alan is mentioned, because the, the rest of the movie takes place in 1996, um, and it's like a town legend, that Alan Parrish was murdered by his father, chopped up into little pieces and hidden in the walls of the house. And everyone believes this apart from one guy who lives in the factory once it's closed down for some reason, and says that the father actually spent lots of time looking for the kid and then, I guess, died of a broken heart. But there's a really funny line that I made note of. When we see Alan later, uh, that's not really a spoiler. Alan's in this, unfortunately, in this whole fucking movie. Um, when asked about his father, he says, Oh no, my father could barely hug me, let alone chop me up into little pieces. <laughs> and he, said this, he says this so soothingly to a child. And it's one of the only lines that makes sense as a sentence. <laughs> And yet it's so stupid. <laughs> but all the lines are like that. Like, emotionally, what is happening in that line? It doesn't make sense. The words are <laughs> yeah. in an order that convey meaning, <laughs> but it conveys nothing. Yeah. What? We don't... I didn't care about any of these characters. Anyway, I guess the rest of the plot is fairly straightforward and we should fire through. Two new children move into the house. In 1995. That's what they say. In 1996, the board game is buried, so this is happening in 95. Oh, okay. In 1995, auspicious year, the year I was born. Jumanji. Um, Jumanji. <laughs> That's why I'm living with a giant bat. I'm one I'm of the cloud of bats. Yeah, you're an entire cloud of bats. That's why I'm living with multiple bats, assuming a human form. <laughs> That's why there's guano everywhere. Bats do be that way. They do shit. <laughs> <laughs> Two children move into Alan's house with their their aunt. Their parents are dead. They're now living with their aunt. They're moving to this town. Um, and they find the game in the attic. And they start playing it. Um, they're supposed to be at school, but they don't go to school. They play the game instead. And w quite early on, the there's a little boy and a little girl, brother and sister. The little boy rolls. The little girl is Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, she is. As a tiny child. Mm -hmm. And also the only character I give a shit about. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because she's me as a child. <laughs> She's quite funny. Yeah, I, as a child, I, I wasn't going around telling fibs, but, like, sometimes I would just, like, say bullshit just to see what might happen. Like, I remember one time I decided to tell my mum that Mickey Mouse was, like, watching me in the toilet, and she was like, no. And I was like, he was, though. And she just dropped it. She, was, she knew not to give her any attention. Um, this, this little girl is tells every adult she meets a different lie about how their parents died. Like, really elaborate ones, too. Um, this kid is an improv star. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's quite good. Um, yeah. And, yeah, the little, the little boy rolls a, a five, one of the first rolls of the game, and Alan Parrish, now Robin Williams. Robin Williams not at his best. No. <laughs> he didn't add a thing. I think he detracted from this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're not allowed to say that about Robin Williams, but he did, okay? He did. And he did the same to Aladdin. I can't stand the genie. Really? Yeah, he's so annoying. I liked the genie. He has a good song. Does he? Yeah. Yeah, I stand by that. I stand I stand by friend like me. I don't really like Aladdin. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Jafar's hot, though. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think we can consider this a teaser for a future episode. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Alan comes back. He's been living in the jungle for 20 years, probably longer than that. He's been living in the jungle for a while. And he is not as crazy as you would expect him to be. Mm-hmm. Once he gets his senses back, he's quite normal. Um, but he sort of acts to, to help the kids to combat some of the things that are coming out of the board game, like a lion, giant spiders, bats, that kind of thing, mosquitoes. But also he's comic relief, question mark? Sort of, I guess. Um, but also he's meant to be having an emotional arc. Mm, yeah, because he he go quite early after Alan shows up, they realize they can't keep playing the game without Sarah. Yeah, because she's one of the players, and the game won't let them keep playing if it's not their turn. Because it it Sarah's turn comes up, so they go and fetch Sarah, who's haunted deeply by the past. <laughs> really, like her whole character is just like pure PTSD. Yep, and they. Hold her against her will to continue this game. And emotionally manipulate her by blaming her for keeping Alan in a game. Yeah. Um, she's the true villain of this piece. Victim of this piece. Yeah. She's the true victim of this piece. And I feel bad for her. Basically the plot from then on is just things keep on getting released from the game. The little boy gets turned into a Neanderthal. And it's horrifying. This evil colonial looking safari park looking dude called von pelt is released from the game with a vendetta against against robin williams who wants to shoot him or something yeah the policeman gets his vehicle slowly ruined Uh, over the course of the film the policeman is the very same man who designed the shoes in the beginning of the yeah the policeman is carl colin mark (laughs) 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 who is one of the few characters who who does kind of behave like a person. Yeah, he's having a tough time. Mm-hmm. Also, the town has fallen this, into like complete disrepute after the uh, shoe factory has um, gone out of business. Yeah, like everyone, everybody is homeless apart from these kids that live in a mansion. Yeah, America. Am I wrong? Yes. <laughs> am I getting at a point that might be valid if I refined it? Maybe. <laughs> And I think that's where the movie stands on that point as well, so <laughs> that's fair analysis. Okay, good. They eventually finish the game and shout Jumanji, and everything goes back to normal, except this is this is, feels crucial to me. The clock winds back to 1969, and Alan and Sarah are children again with all of their adult memories. With all of their adult memories. They are suddenly back in the moment before Alan disappeared. Like, to the point where Alan's father, who had just walked out the door, comes back in saying, I forgot my speech notes. Yeah. And Alan hugs him like it's been so long since I've seen you, because for him it's been like 26 years or something. Yeah. He's now in the body of like a 10-year-old again. The implications of this. Yeah. But there's also the, the suggestion that they might not lose their memories, but feel more like children. Because... Oh, God. Sally Sarah L. Wood says to <laughs> Robin Williams' child, says to Alan, there's something I want to do before I feel like a child again, and snogs him. Yeah. What does that mean? What do you mean? Before you feel like a ch- Like, are you just fully sexualized tiny children? Yeah. Like, the, the heck? Yeah. And you're just fine with being transported back to the past and having- and being children. I get that your adult lives are quite bad, but if I were made to be five again, and they're not five, let's say if I was made to be ten again with all of my current memories, okay, it's not really that long in time. Mm-hmm. It's like twenty- it's like sixteen years. Yeah. But I'd be annoyed because that means I have to do school again. Yeah. I, I'd i have to do French again. Yeah. I didn't enjoy French. I didn't enjoy French. No. And I, No one did. The only thing I enjoyed in French was doodling in the textbooks and drawing mustaches on the cartoons in the textbooks, mm-hmm. pointing at the cartoon 
nudging the friend next to me and saying, look, that's you. <laughs> what I enjoyed in French was learning... Uh, was learning French. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Was learning uh, swears. Uh, Quebecois swears. Gotcha. Wizard swears. Wizard swears. Um, dirty French Canadian words. <laughs> Yeah, if I was made to be 10 right now, I'd be like, oh, God, French. But here's what I'd do if I was made to be 10 right now with all my, my, my adult memories. I would try and get out of doing French. Because mm. I would suddenly be a genius for a 10-year-old. Yeah. Because, okay, I'm not saying I'm a genius now. But for a 10-year-old. A 10-year-old, yeah. I mean, like, I'm partway through a PhD now. So if I bring PhD-level knowledge... <laughs> to, and I just start talking about shrub ecology in the answer people will be like wow get this kid locked up and then I, I could either be in an insane asylum or I could start to make some serious dollaroonies on predicting world events yeah slash preventing them mm. I could write songs that I know would happen later on and get rich quick. Isn't that the plot of that movie about the Beatles? Kind of, but it's also... Have you ever heard of the show Goodnight Sweetheart? No. It's like a, a an old British sitcom about a guy who... Uh, it's in the present day, let's just say it's probably like the 70s or 80s. I don't really know when. And he's transported back in time every now and then, Outlander style, to Blitz... London and falls in love with a woman in Blitz London but sometimes he just like sings songs from the present times and he's like this is the one I just like thought of and people are like wow you're a genius so before the movie yesterday came Goodnight Sweetheart oh. yeah so I do that um and yeah I and this is possible in this timeline because yeah. we see um Alan and Elwood's grow up and Alan is now in charge of the shoe company, and he's hired the father of the two children from the 1996 plot to yeah. work for him, and they try to avert the parents' death by stopping them from going on holiday in the Rockies in Canada when yeah. they die. So it's not like they've lost their memories. They keep the memories all the way through. Yeah, and they recognize the two kids. Yeah, so that's weird. And then they bury the game very shittily in some sand. No, they toss it in a river. They toss it in the river. Yeah, which is a bad thing to do because where does the river end up? The sea. And then it washes up on the beach. On the beach. And then end of movie. Before we move on, can I just say real quick? Mm. I found the special effects in this movie to be horrifying and I'm not too sure if I can use the 1996 excuse because some of the animals looked hideous. The monkeys in particular. The chuckle butt of monkeys. <laughs> were nightmare fuel. They looked like a bad, glitchy Instagram filter. Yeah, they did. And I think we can't use 1996 as an excuse because Jurassic Park came out in 1993. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, we can do better than this. And the lion in this movie was quite good. Yeah, the lion, I... I have, The spiders were fine. I think the spiders were practical. They weren't CGI. Mm. The lion might also have been a puppet at certain points. Not yeah. Because, like, some of the ways it moved, it was CGI, but when it was standing still, I'm not sure that it was. But the monkeys. The monkeys God. were awful. Yeah. They were fully animated, but they looked just wrong. And they focused on the monkeys just for too long all the time. Yeah. Um, and it made me want to have a migraine every time there was a monkey on screen. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> the monkeys are also deeply evil. At one point, <laughs> one is, like, holding a gun that it's stolen from a police officer. Like, it's holding it properly. Like, it knows what it's got, and it's prepared yeah, to it's use it. it's because the monkeys are spawned of Pennywise. <laughs> this is very early in this episode to get into it discourse. Yeah, well... <laughs> Uh, it's time. It's time to talk about Jumanji 2. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. We've got fun and games. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. It's a better movie. E, e, e. I was expecting nothing from this movie. Yeah. And I was so pleasantly surprised. Yeah. 
I felt joy consistently throughout the whole thing. What is that feeling? I I've, I've never felt that watching a cursed or blurst film before. So immediately we were thinking something's up. Something is something seriously up. This movie picks up exactly where the previous one um, left off in 1996 with a man running along a beach and he finds the board game in the sand, like we yes. said, where it washed up, and he brings it home to his kid and his... his Alex. <laughs> I don't know if that's his name. Is uh, his name? Yeah, it is. Is it? Okay. He's called, he's called Carl. <laughs> 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 his name is Alex. Alex who's a teenager in the 90s and looks at the game and goes, who plays board games anymore? And, like, throws it on a shelf and picks up a video game console. Who can relate? <laughs> um, Me, I loved Spyro when I was a kid. I wasn't going to touch Monopoly when Spyro existed. I was very into Star Wars Battlefront. Mm. Liked that a lot. Yeah. Lego Star Wars was quite good. Mm, yeah, but with also Tony Hawk. But we're, we're, but yeah, this kid doesn't like doesn't board like board games. games. Um, but then Jumanji, the demonic game, adapts and turns itself into a little, what, like a PlayStation cartridge, like a PlayStation, an early PlayStation, like tape. Yeah, yeah. So the the big box is still there, but then the kid the. Throughout the, the previous movie and this movie, when the, the game is trying to draw people to it, you can hear this, like, drumming sound in the distance, mm -hmm. which is what freaked me out as a kid. Yeah. And the, the game starts, like, trying to draw this kid into it, and he opens the box, and instead of it being a board game, like, it folds out into a board game in the first movie, it's just, like, a cartridge inside the box that he puts into his PlayStation like, or whatever Totally radical, sick and gnarly, my dude. <laughs> um... And Did that sound like I was from California? So much. <laughs> no. Oh, not at all. Where did I sound like I was from? <laughs> it sounded like you were midway through a swim across the Atlantic. Oh. <laughs> I'll get there. You'll get there. I believe in you. As soon as he starts playing the game, instead of things coming out of the game or him doing something that results in him being sucked in, pretty much immediately he gets sucked into the game. Yeah. And then it jumps forward in time to whenever the movie was made, 2018 or Yeah. Like that. The modern day times, which is made instantly obvious by the, the habits of all the characters. <laughs> <laughs> they are like a 40-year-old's idea of what teenagers are. Yeah, like, they, they would do something, and then we'd look at each other and be like, teens do be that way. <laughs> <laughs> teens do be that way, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, then you get the one who's, like, obsessed with video games, and then there's the one who's, like, an, an Instagram celebrity, or just, like, obsessed an with Instagram it. Instagram baddie, <laughs> I think you'll find as the terminology. Oh, sure. Y yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, if you're an Instagram baddie, you're like a bad bitch of Instagram. I, I don't know. Do that. you spend any time online? Have you even heard of William Eilish? What? Billy Eilish? For sure. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Have you ever heard of the TikTok? I think the shot's hitting me now. One shot. Oh no! Imagine how I felt in Siberia. Yeah. Doing like six of those in an evening. Yeah. Oh god. Welcome to the jungle, Shannon. <laughs> We've got fun and games. Take it day by day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you've got those two, and then you've got another kid who's called Fridge, and he loves refrigerating things. <laughs> Very he loves things with health, health and safety. He really likes his food and drink chilled. Yeah. But not frozen, just chilled. Chilled. Um, and he's a varsity athlete, and yeah. he's so busy that he gets the, uh, the video game kid, Spencer, yeah. to write his essays for him. Yeah, him and Spencer were in childhood best friends, but have fallen apart um, because Fridge is an athlete. And Spencer's a nerd. Yeah. Um, so now really their only interactions are about him. Um, Which I can relate because I don't want to associate myself with nerds. And I I don't fuck around with jocks, so... 
So why are we living together? Because we had the emotional and moving experience of Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle (laughs) to bridge our differences. Exactly. We we overcame our differences and pieced together our unique strengths (laughs) and made it through to the end of the movie, which wasn't hard because it was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, You've also got Martha, who is a teenager who hates to do sport and is wanting to get into Princeton and she argues with the um, with the teacher about the usefulness of PE lessons and gets into detention. The plagiarising situation with Spencer and Fridge also gets him into detention and Bethany, the Instagram baddie, is FaceTiming in class in the <laughs> middle of an exam. It's the most ridiculous of all of the things that gets them sent to the detention. And it is quite funny because she won't hang up. And get sent to detention. Uh, the detention's really funny because they're made to. They have they've they've been told to clean out this old storeroom, which is full of crap and really crusty and old. And they're told this by Captain Holt's husband, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Evan Jackson is so the sh- principal in this movie. Shout out for the early seasons of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Captain Holt's husband, Kevin, is the principal in this movie and gives them a, um, a rousing speech about deciding who they want to be in life. Yeah. And they are sent to detention where they have to clean out this horrible storeroom and it's going to take ages, maybe multiple days. Mm-hmm. And I'm not okay with that. I don't like how the detention is the same for all the kids. Yeah. <laughs> because they didn't commit the same level of crime. We have, like, buying papers, writing papers that are then being sold. Yeah. Um, which are close to the same level of crime-ish, Ish. I think. Um, and then I think FaceTiming an exam. Yep, FaceTiming during an exam, and then... Back sassing your teacher. Yeah. All getting the same detention. Yeah. For the same amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> And also unsupervised. The teacher just fucks off and leaves them in this storeroom, which is why they immediately find <laughs> the old Jumanji cartridge and hook up the game. Yeah, they're like, this this blows, let's play this game. Yeah. Um, and they all have to, like, they all grab a, a console. Console? Yeah. Controller. Yeah. I don't game. <laughs> a console. And have to pick their characters, and one of the characters has already been picked, so they all pick their characters, and immediately get sucked into the game. Jumanji has improved since its board game days. Mm-hmm. Although I suppose the jungle did exist when Alan, Robin Williams, got sucked into it. But, yeah. Um, they're in a nice jungle. And there's people there now. Where did they film it? I don't know. It's nice. I want to go on holiday to Jumanji. Mm-hmm. It was lovely. And there's... Alan's in the first movie says that he's been alone, though there is that um, sort of big game hunter that's looking for him. There's this has like markets and cities and things. Yeah, and I was really worried that it would just be some sort of like racist depiction of a place with a jungle, mm-hmm. but it's like fairly multicultural and like ambiguous. Like it seems like a video game version of a jungle. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, and it, it does imply that Jumanji is is either like an island or something like that. Like it's Hawaii. It's filmed in Hawaii. Oh, that's cool. Oh yeah, I'd go to Jumanji. I would go to Jumanji. It does look quite nice. Um, so as soon as they enter into Jumanji, they discover their video game avatars. Yeah. So Spencer, the the very anxious nerd. Scrawny. Scrawny and hypochondriac is now The Rock. <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Who's <laughs> <laughs> um, really funny in this. He's really very funny. He's <laughs> quite good. Um, uh, Fridge, the football player, is now... Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Um, Who's a kind of more scrawny guy who is the sidekick to Spencer's avatar. And he's short, which comes up a lot. Yes. Um, And he doesn't really have any skills. Martha is now Karen Gillan. Yeah, Ruby Roundhouse. (laughs) Like, absolutely really hot. Yeah. And, like, dressed skimpily, but that's the point. Yeah. Um... 
And then Bethany is now Jack Black. Oh my god. <laughs> and that's the highlight of this film. <laughs> like, this could be done badly and awkwardly and weirdly. Yeah. But I cared so much about Bethany. That's <laughs> all <the> time. <laughs> I think Jack Black did a really good job. Yeah, I like stand. It's, it's not done in a way that's insensitive. It's not mocking teenage girls. Yeah. I stand Bethany. I do too. <laughs> I think Bethany was my favorite character. Uh, I liked. <laughs> I liked that even though for like at first she was like annoyed about being like an overweight older man, she like really <laughs> got into the fact that she had a dick. <laughs> In like a non-gross way. Yeah. It was just like bizarre. <laughs> where the, the, the guys teach her how to pee standing up and she's like, cool. <laughs> this is so much easier. It, it does really, like, Jack Black was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, it does really feel like it's a teenage girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, all the actors were fantastic. Yeah, like, like, suddenly When the characters act- were in these avatars, they were hilarious. Suddenly acting, like, uncomfortable in their own bodies. Like, yeah. Karen Gillan is acting like she doesn't understand how to walk and keeps, <laughs> like, trying to... She's got, like, a halter top on and keeps trying to cover her midriff, like, mm-hmm. as she's talking. Yeah, she's, she's all, like, a- hunched over all the time and... Uh, and <laughs> pulling, like, bizarro facial expressions. The Rock keeps getting distracted by his own arm muscles. <laughs> Is quite good. <laughs> One of his skills is smoldering intensity, so sometimes he'll just say something and then just like stare off into the middle distance, and all the characters will be like, mm, "Yeah." <laughs> uh, they're they're all really funny. Yeah. Um, and done in a way that isn't. It's not mocking. No, but is the. And this is really where this movie is set apart from the previous one. It has themes and meaning, and the events that take place matter. <laughs> um, but themes are for middle schoolers. Themes are for middle schoolers. <laughs> um, the idea of having these characters literally inside a skin they are uncomfortable with is a mm-hmm. be- that makes the story about them becoming comfortable in their own skin. Yeah. And learning how to not only, like, own the person they are, but be able to become the person they want to be. Yeah. And to not limit themselves to who they think they are. Yes. Um, so the, the nerd girl... Um, who thinks that, like, she can't be into physical activity because her whole thing is that she's clever academic, and wants to be an yeah. academic, um, has a character whose whole deal is fighting. Those are all of her skills. Yeah. So she has to become comfortable with the idea that, like, well, maybe it's not so bad to be into athletics or this sort of thing. Yeah. And it's not it's not a bad thing to, uh, like, be proud of your body or like looking good that doesn't make yeah. you unintellectual and i liked fridge who doesn't is not really into school he's the one paying for his essays to be done gets like really into zoology yeah which is his character's strength to the extent that his like one of his final scenes is charging in on an elephant shouting zoology bitch <laughs> he gets really into the idea that like knowing things can be very powerful yeah as well as just being like physically good at things yeah um and spencer the the rock his his arc is is learning to that he is brave and Mm -hmm. that he doesn't have to um he doesn't have to be afraid of of everything yeah uh and and bethany's arc i think has to do with recognizing her value beyond how she looks yeah um, that she's... And being more in tune with her surroundings, I think. Yeah. To that extent. And also having a penis. <laughs> For being Jack Black. Gets into cartography. So the conceit of this game is that they have to uh, return a diamond back to a statue. The, di- the diamond kept Jumanji in some sort of balance. But then the evil hunter Von Pelt... Um, took the diamond and turned all animals to his control and became evil 
and Jumanji's in a state of unrest. So the characters have to trek and do various quests to return the diamond to its original place, and there's a lot of puzzle solving and action scenes. And uh, along the way they find the original kid who got sucked into the Yeah, game. one of the Jonas Brothers. Nick Jonas. <laughs> Is it Nick Jonas? It's Nick Jonas. Nick Jonas, yes. The little one. The littlest Jonas brother. I don't know the Is, Jonas I think, brothers. called Nick. Here's the thing about the Jonas Brothers is <laughs> that I'm not too sure they percolate it into UK culture much. Mm-hmm. Because we were, we recently had a bit of a moment where we both grew up to different versions of the song Year 3000. Right, because I grew up to the Jonas Brothers version and had never heard... Busted also did Year 3000. They did it way before Jonas Brothers. They did, and which I, I was re- not aware of. I only realised recently that the Jonas Brothers have just, like, had the same song. So I just didn't really know about them. I knew they were, like, Christian kiddie boppers. Yeah. From my friends who watched South Park and told me that. <laughs> what? It's uh, a bit where they've got chastity rings and self That was a bit of a thing in, like, the early 2000s, but that kind of went away. Yeah. They were Disney stars originally. Yeah. And then were, had the band, the Jonas Brothers, that broke up and then got back together again in 2019. Yeah, like, now times, and their songs are quite good. Yeah. I was really excited for them to get back together. Yeah. Anyway, Nick Jonas is in this movie, Yeah, he was good in it. And he plays Alex, the original kid who got sucked into the game and has been stuck there for over 20 years. But he doesn't know that. He thinks he's been there for three months. Yeah. So he's all fucked up about the fact that, like, he he learns that he's been in there for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Um, So he decides to join the group uh, so they can each use their individual skills and save the day. Um... And there's a cool, like, gimmick of this game where they have video game lives tattooed on their arms. Mm -hmm. So if they die three times, they might die in real life. So there's, Mm -hmm. like, a genuine risk of death. And this movie is, like, quite blasé about death. We see the characters get, like, quite violently killed a lot. Yeah. Because all of them are down to one life by the end of the movie, and they all start with three. So we see every character, except Nick Jonas, who has already lost two of his lives before we meet him. No, he gets stung by a mosquito. Yeah, but everyone else we see die twice. Yeah, that's true. Him we see almost lose his final life. Yeah. Their people are, like, eaten by hippos, trampled by rhinos, pushed off of cliffs, quite violent deaths all around. Um... But yeah, I thought that was an interesting gimmick. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it did lead to, I think, one of the more emotional scenes in the movie when Nick Jonas, Alex, gets bitten by the mosquito Mm -hmm. and he's losing his last life and Bethany is, like, giving him CPR. Yeah. And they find out about halfway through the process that what she's doing is, like, giving him one of her lives. Because she's she's got two left. Mm -hmm. And they figure it out halfway through, and she's like, no, I'm fine without. All of us are going home. And she, like, gives him her only spare life. Yeah. So that at that point, I think they've all got one, except Martha, who's got two until the end. And that was really clever as well. I like that a lot. Because Mm. she is... The last thing she is trying to do is to... Um, get the gem up to Spencer, who's on top of the statue, um, and she needs to traverse across like a, a thing of snakes. Yeah. And then when she's about to go up to meet Spencer, Von Pelt finds her um, and is about to kill her, but then she remembers that she is uh, she can be killed by venom, so steps on a snake kills herself, and when the, you die in this game, you just get dropped from the sky, so then she's falling from the sky, which makes it more easy for her to get to Spencer. And I thought, this is very creative. It was very creative. They yeah. used the video game mechanics well, I think. Yeah. It wasn't overwhelmingly you need to be a gamer to understand this movie, but it like it was funny the way they used them. Yeah. The way like some characters... The, Fridge, who was suddenly new zoology, would just like spout out facts and be like, I don't know how I know mm-hmm. this. Or um, the non player characters would just repeat lines, yeah, in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they went up to them multiple times, they'd just like say the same thing over and over again. Yeah, and, um, fantastic cameo by Reese Darby, who's <laughs> <laughs> the field guide. Yeah, uh, um, it, and then yeah, 
they they saved the day and Jumanji saved and they've learned a lot about each other and their skills and and some of them have found love Spencer and Martha find love and it's it's cute because they're both like quite um, agitated about like their body image and stuff and then they realize that even though they're smoldering hot in like the game they can still they still like each other a lot in real life yeah um now, interestingly, this game does something similar, this game, this movie, does something similar to the first one, where Alex goes back in time. Unlike the first movie, when we follow Alan and Sarah back to 1996, we don't follow Alex, we, we stick with our four main cast. Yeah. Um, but they, they wake up again in the the detention room and are walking home and walk past what used to be this sort of run-down old house that was Alex's family's house, mm-hmm. where his, his father's in the movie early on as, like, a crotchety old man who's, like, jaded and angry. Yeah. Um, and the house is, is totally fine now. Yeah. And is, like, decorated for... Christmas and a car pulls up outside and like two kids run out yelling like grandpa we're here and uh, an adult man Colin Hanks <laughs> uh, steps out of the car and looks at them and like comes over to talk to them and it, it's Alex mm-hmm. um, less jarring I think than if we had just followed Alex back in time yeah still the implications of it though because he remembers them and they remember him yes He's gone back to being a teenager. But it's not as creepy, because he's gone back to being an older teen, which is less weird than going back to being a ten-year-old. And he also only thinks he's been gone for three months. Yeah. He doesn't know he's been gone for 26 years. Yes, because in game time, he's not been gone for that long. Yeah. It's Um, a bit of a Narnia situation where time passes differently in the game Which makes me wonder how long Alan thinks he was in the game compared to how long he was in the game. Mm. Because he ended up... Like, he's the right age for someone who's been that long in the game in the first movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, Alex has been, like, living in Alan's old jungle house, which is qu- quite nice. Yeah, yeah, from the first movie, he says, this is, like, Alan Parrish built this, mm-hmm. this house. Um, Stupid Nick Jonas making me care about Robin Williams' character. <laughs> I cared about all sorts of things I wasn't expecting to in this movie. Yeah, I cared about all the characters. I don't usually like it when characters are having heart-to-hearts, like, every minute of the day. But I really enjoyed all the heart-to-hearts the characters had in this. They were really funny. Yeah. Um, they, they were really engaging and unusual, too. Especially since, like, you got the, the two girls split off really early on, and the two guys split off, and the, the girls are the first to, like, bury the hatchet. Usually in movies girls are pitted against each other and they become friends instantly after that and then that trust is not broken and no one betrays the other and there's no weirdness later on there's no love triangle there's no like cattiness there's no jealousy or anything there's like just mutual support throughout yeah throughout the whole thing the boys have more problems because of toxic masculinity and, and chad but chad tendencies yeah um, this is another healthy reminder to listen, those listening to the podcast. Check in on your chads. <laughs> I mean, listen to our High School Musical episode and then come back to this, but just, you know. Yeah, check in. Check in. Che- Can I just say that when I was in Russia, this is going to sound like a tangent, but it isn't. I'm not going to be too long about it, though. The girls were much more mature about being naked in the sauna than the boys. They weren't immature about it, they were just more concerned about the nudity. But yeah, it was nice. It was like a good movie about and for teens. I didn't hate any of the teens. Mm-hmm. I, I thought all of them were realistically flawed and realistically had a lot of strengths. Yeah. They all had a lot to offer and they still were had good conflict. There was good drama that fueled character and vice yeah. versa. Like, it, it just felt like everything the first movie could have been. Like, the first movie, yeah. none of the characters feel like people, so none of the action really means anything. And it could have been inventive. It wasn't that, like, they were limited by a lack of money. That wasn't the issue. The issue was the writing. Yeah. 
Even if they didn't have the money to, say, like, suck them into the game like they did in the second one, which objectively is a better idea. Yeah. Okay, if you're going to do the whole thing where the game is, like, coming out, that's fine, but the the problem is that none of the tension matters because none of the characters matter. Yeah. And they, they try to set up some little conflicts, like the the little girl is, like, a pathological liar, yeah. But that, n- nothing really ever comes of it. Especially when you rewrite history by having two of the main characters go back in time and stop events from happening. Yeah, and the, the, the two little kids in the first one don't remember. No. Whereas all of our four main ones in the the new one do remember yeah, and it's everything fresh that happened. That it's just happened. Yeah. Shannon, do you think the first Jumanji from the 1990s is cursed Blurst or blessed. It's cursed. It's cursed. It's cursed. It's not an interesting curse. It's just a solid middle ground cursed. Yeah. I didn't like the monkeys. I didn't like the dialogue. No, it was... I found it disappointing as something that's, like, such a classic to be so... To me, pretty devoid of heart. Yes. Like, it, it wasn't... It wasn't the, the bad animation or anything like that that made it not a yeah. good movie. It just didn't have any heart to it, I don't think. And for being a game where things can just emerge from the jungle into real life, it didn't feel inventive in the movie. It didn't feel like... Every time something happened, it was like, oh, there's bats now. Oh, there's spiders now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I felt a bit let down. Yeah, the coolest thing that happened was the vines that came out that one time. You liked the vines? I think it was the most interesting visually, because then they, like, took over the house and that looked quite good, but other than that, I wasn't impressed. No. I'm not even sure I was impressed by the vines, they were just better than the other things. That don't impress me much. Ah, 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 so you got the vines, but have you got the touch? One episode, you won't sing. One day. Do you not like it? I love your singing. Thank you. It's music to my ears. Literally. Literally music. Um, to my literal ears. <laughs> you revamped Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. We, I think we should just both say it at the same time. Yeah. Because we both came to the same conclusion and I think we broke the law. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is... Blessed. blessed. It's blessed, you guys. We watched a blessed oh, film. Wait, I feel dirty. I feel so good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel like I've it's had actual nutritional content. I cared about all of the characters. Okay. Everyone was funny. The women were funny. That yeah. very rarely happens on Cursed or Blurst. Apart from us. Yeah, we're the funny women on Cursed <laughs> Um The visuals are amazing. I will watch the sequel when that is on Netflix. I will as well. Um, the actors were fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was... It was a delight. It was a delight, and it... it yeah, I, well, I don't even... It was very early in the movie. You looked over at me and were, were like, is this... Shannon, is this blessed? I was waiting for something weird to happen, some weird implication, but like... All of the, like, bizarre implications of the game are, like, addressed by the characters and yeah. discussed in some depth. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay. Yeah, it was it was funny and clever and, and very heartfelt. It had all the heart the first movie was missing. It did feel like the exact opposite of the first movie. Yeah. For being the same premise, essentially, and a direct sequel to the first movie, yeah. it really realizes all of that missed potential yeah. in the first one. Yeah. I was not expecting to like it at all. I can't believe we finally have a blessed. How did this happen? I don't know. It could have been a bad movie, you know? Yeah. It could have been bad. Or it could have just been derivative, or it could have yeah. been fine, but it really, it had no right to be that good. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm shocked. Yeah. We'll see if this we'll see if we can repeat history by doing another blessed. Yeah. I don't know if we I don't know. I don't know. Definitely. Will we ever have another blessed film? Probably not next week. What are we gonna watch next week, Elise? We're gonna watch Stuart Little. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's favourite mouse man baby. <laughs> With a car. 
who can drive a car and goes to elementary school. Based on the book written by E.B. White, the beloved author of Charlotte's Web. They can't all be winners. They, I enjoyed the movie as a kid. I'm curious to see what it's like on a rewatch. Um, it has a cat as a main character, so that doesn't bode well. No. It doesn't bode well in this podcast. No, it does not. I I think I had a copy of the audiobook as a kid. I saw the movie once, but I don't oh, remember it. I saw it quite a few times. I, I listened to the book a few times. We're going to have a fun-ass time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed your brief hiatus with Curtis Dodworst and enjoyed our Double Danger, Double Dip and Dare of Jumanji. We certainly did. Yeah. You can find us by searching Cursed or Blurst into the Google or into the Spotify or into the iTunes or into the Apple or anywhere that's not SoundCloud because fuck them. <laughs> and they will be there. And you know what? You know what I've not ever said before, but I've been inspired by Bethany the Instagram baddie. Like, rate, and subscribe. Bethany would want it. Why haven't we been telling people to like, rate, or subscribe before? Um, maybe we thought we were too cool for it? Uh, we're not too cool. And now we know. Please like, rate, and subscribe. Share with your friends. <laughs> yeah, share with, share with your family. Write the name of the podcast in a notebook, and then put the notebook in a board game, and bury that board game in the sand, and wait for a child to find it. And then that child can search for the podcast on Google and then listen to the hundreds of episodes that have happened in that time that's elapsed. Yes, exactly. But the child won't need that at that time because we'll become so successful and famous that the kid will probably know. Because we'll be like the one podcast. Yeah. All other podcasts cancelled because what's even the point? Yeah. We cover all subjects of humanity in, in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Why listen to any other ones? I can't imagine a reason. No. True crime? Boo. You know what's a crime? Having a blessed movie on Cursed or Blessed. Yeah, I'm ashamed of us. I'm ashamed of us. But also, I'd watch it again. Also, yeah, watch Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Welcome to the Jungle is blessed and that's the tea. (laughs)